Well, welcome to Coffee with Vern, a time where we enjoy conversation with each other of the truth of scripture, theological truth, and then once a month, we will cover a question segment from your questions sent in to coffeewithvern at gmail.com. Well, Boker Tov means good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Oh, I went out of order. Yeah, you did. Gosh. Well, Boker Tove, that's good morning. You forget how the day works. I, you know, this comes out in the afternoon, but for some reason, I always end up saying good morning because we film it in the morning. Um, I may or may not have had three cups of coffee already today. I'm gassed. Well, no, that's that means you're tired. I'm juiced. Boy, you are having trouble today. I am juiced. This is what I'm talking about, man. If you're looking at the camera, you see these big brown eyes and they are ready. Well, welcome back to Coffee with Vern. I am your host, not with the most today, Vern. <laughs> uh, I may not have the most today, but hey, I'm here, um, and I'm not wearing my sweater. And before I throw that burn, let's just welcome in Jesse Moore. Hey, Jesse Moore, how you doing? I'm doing good, thank you. He's behind the camera, but he is here. Um, Malone is again absent today. Um, I'm taking attendance. Don't worry. Um, I'm taking attendance on how many weeks he misses. He may come back to me and be like, "Well, James, you didn't invite me this week, but it's because Malone. I know you have to teach tomorrow night, and I'm trying to just give you your time with the Lord." Okay. All right. I love you. Um, but I'm using his cup because he's not here and all my cups are dirty and I miss him. And so drinking out of this cup that he drinks out of, yes, I wash it. That would be weird. Uh, but it just brings me a sweet reminder of my friend. Malone, I love you. That's what I'm talking about. Man, for y'all that listen to the podcast and you can't, you don't watch this. I just winked at the camera and you need that in your life. All right. Well, Jesse, let me go ahead and roast the people. Is it time for me to roast the people? Go for it. Let me roast them like an oven-roasted chicken, which is good. All right, you ready? I'm about to roast. So we were going to have a question episode, weren't we? Yeah. We, we were. Scheduled for today. I was going to wear my sweater and my glasses, but we've only received two questions, and they deal with part two of our worship series, so we're going to save them. So I can't have a question episode without any questions mm, it's good logic. so it, right mm. i learned that in college um <laughs> but i'm roasting you because no one has emailed me at coffeewithern at gmail.com with any questions i have two and they're all worship based and so i gotta see them for part two of worship music we did part one last week but i have nothing to talk about on questions yeah. Hey, how about this? You, I'm going in today. I'm about every one of my students, because since you don't listen to it, I'm going to roast you. Last Wednesday, right? Last Wednesday night, I go, hey guys, how many of y'all listen to Coffee with Vern this week or last week? What we were talking about, because I was talking about it on Wednesday night. One person raised their hand. I had 30-ish, 33 maybe last week. One person. I roasted all of them in person and I'm roasting them right now. We're going to have a good morning. We're going to have a, a good time, aren't we? It's going to be a good time. Uh, so since I've done my roasting, there's going to be more roasting because of what we're talking about. Don't worry. Um, I love my students. I just wish that they loved me as much as I love them. They do. They do. I just I love to give them a hard time. Hope to see you all tonight, Ecclesia. Uh, <laughs> they're going to listen today. They're going to listen to this week's. They're not going to listen to any other week's and be like, man, James is just roasting us. And I'll be like, well, if you listen to any other of the week's, I've talked about how much I love you. So there you oh go. Gosh. There you I go. I love you. Hope to see you tonight. That's right. Ecclesia tonight, <laughs> 7 o'clock. Hope to see you. I'll have coffee made. But 
we're going to talk about something amazing. Um, we talked about this Sunday night at church. Uh, well, we had core Sunday night with the students, and we talked about it. And I feel like we need to just talk about it again. I do. Uh, I, it's just one of those things. I woke up this morning, and I was like, you know, this is a topic worth discussing. Today, I don't sound like a frog. I've gotten rid of my gunk in my throat. I'm feeling good. And so you get to enjoy the nice purr of my voice now. It's not like a croaking of a frog um, like last week. And so we're going to talk about something that I highly enjoy talking about because I feel better too. And I'm juiced. I'm not gassed. I'm juiced. Juiced. I'm juiced with coffee. So welcome back. Here we go. Topic of discussion on the chopping block. I watched Chopped last night, so I'm going to use my terminology. Have you ever watched Chopped? No. Dude, do you not watch the cooking channel? No. Why? We don't have cable. I, dude, I haven't had cable in like 10 years. You're saving a ton of money too, aren't you? Yes. Maybe I need to hang around you more. So sidebar, I have these occasionally. Sidebar, um, Jesse is trying to conform. No, not conform. Transform my ways of eating, my diet. Um, it's not trying to conform to it. Trust me, he's got a good <laughs> diet. I don't. He's trying to transform my diet and my method. Yes. Of food methodology of food eating yes I, I i mean part of me is like yeah you gotta make a change but then the other part of me is like yeah but you just graduated from college and in college well i didn't <laughs> just graduate you just ate whatever that you wanted no and i was there too same thing what happened you got married uh yeah i got married and i told you if you don't want to if you don't want to change your eating habits don't go down the rabbit hole that i went down because okay. once you do there's there's no but going see back i don't like a lot of food that's the issue i'm very picky yeah and you, so you really are i've never met someone as picky as you that's painful it's unreal like, i went to food line last night and i just like my four-year-old eats more food than you do <laughs> well fine and okay. she thinks eggs are gross i think eggs are gross well yeah you just very clearly i, I have a basic diet it consists of fried chicken fried pork chops hamburgers and spaghetti and barbecue know. occasionally which is like awful for you that. maybe that's why i have stomach problems i don't know well why are we talking about food i don't know but don't guess know. what i just saw a pathway that leads into oh. we're talking about food that we physically eat, but guess what oh. we will be oh, yeah. oh, wow. jesus juke swerve we're talking about the food that you need for your spiritual life <laughs> boom the word of god the food for the spirit. Oh, that's what I'm talking Chicken about. Chicken soup for the soul. Oh my gosh. Those books. That was like number one <laughs> bestseller when I was like five years old. My dad, my grandfather, my everyone had, had those. like every one of those. They had chicken noodle soup for the, the soul of the golfer. Chicken noodle soup for the the businessman. I, everyone for the house mom. All of them. All right. So we're talking about the food for the soul, the word of God. So... Let's talk a little bit about it, Jesse. How about we? How about it? So uh, this Sunday, Malone taught once again on Psalm 119 uh, or preached. I don't know. He likes to. I, I call myself a teacher. Um, but Malone preached on Psalm 119, 41 through 48. And he titled his message, Living by the Word. Uh, now, all, I would I would argue that all six of his messages have really, there's been little nuggets of the importance of studying the scriptures on each one of them. Um, and this one especially, was the, it honed in on that. But um, 
he gave four main points to living by the word. And that was that I will have deliverance by living by the word. I will have freedom. I will have confidence and I will have delight. Yeah. And he said a couple quotes and the one in particular that I talked about Sunday night with my students, because it was just so rich was from Warren Wiersbe, who, you know, that's uh, Malone and Pastor Larry have the Warren Wiersbe commentaries. They love that guy. Fanboys of him in a good way. I had never read any of his stuff. Honestly, um, I don't have any of his works, but this makes me want some. Um, the way we treat the word of God is the way we treat the God of the word. Mm. That quote, when it when Malone said it, it was like a dagger. It was like, well, pam. Yeah. Okay. Strike to the heart. The way we treat the word of God is the way we treat the God of the word. So I brought that to the kids Sunday night and I said, think about that. And I said, and that's not necessarily talking about a, a physical way of like you're dragging your right, Bible in right. the dirt, like yeah. you're throwing it down, you dropped it. Okay. None of that. It's talking about literally, are you even in it? Do you open it? Do you read it? Do you study it? Mm. Do you even touch it? <laughs> or is it just a bookshelf? But let's talk about some statistics. Yeah. All right. So uh, this is Christianity Today, and this was the only most recent one. I was looking for the most recent like survey on how many evangelical quote, quote Christians read the Bible in America today. Yeah. And the title of this article is Bible reading drops during social distancing. Oh, isn't that ironic? Which is weird. So may I ask my question again? What have you done with your time? Yeah. What, what have you been doing, bro? <laughs> or sis? Huh? Question mark. Yeah. Weird. Uh, not, I, I didn't find it weird once you read this, but yeah, it just seems opposite right off the offset. The, the subtitle, daily engagement had already been declining, but worsened during the pandemic, according to the annual state of the Bible report. And this is a pretty accurate statistic, but he goes on to say that between early 2020, or 2019 and 2020, the percentage of U.S. adults who say they use the Bible daily dropped from 14% to 9%. So let's just what? talk about the fact that the percent was 14 prior. That alone, I was hoping at least for 30. Yeah. You know, like I knew it was going to be short, but 14%, yeah, 14% of adults to nine, according to the State of the Bible report released uh, by the State of the Bible 2020 on uh, the Barna Group. That's a good, that's yeah. a good source, Barna Group. Um, a decrease of five percentage points in a single year was unprecedented in the annual survey of 10-year history between 2011 and 2019. Daily Bible readers had basically held steady at an average of 13.7. So for 10 years almost, it stayed stagnant. Yeah. And then that's quarantine a, hits and it's like pfft, 5%. Well, that's a good way of putting it too. So not that it stayed consistent, no. it stayed stagnant, which no growth yeah, is and equally I, bad. I, just, I think it'll only just decline until my Lord comes back. Man, that's... <laughs> it's sad. Well, I don't understand why during social distancing it went down this statistics even gonna this one might make you like wiggle in your chair a little bit this is kind of rough amid the pandemic a larger decline occurred among the americans who say their choices and relationships are shaped by the bible so people that hold to the bible to some form of authority okay yeah. not soul but form of authority yeah um they said that in January, 27.8% of American adults who did that were engaged. So 27.8 Americans who said that the Bible held some form of authority were engaged in January. 
By June, two months ago, is that right? Yeah, two months ago, after months of quarantine and church closures, that figure went from 27.8 to 22.6. Now, you might not think that's a drastic decline, but that is a drastic decline. Yeah, it's pretty bad. If you say that the Bible holds authority, that's a drastic decline. So that's only like those who even touch it. Yeah, yeah, and they're even saying it. Yeah, yeah. It's only, uh, oh yeah, of course I'll hold the Bible to authority. I go to church on Sunday. Well, when the church closed, guess what they didn't do? Read. Uh, <laughs> so so does that does that mean that they don't hold the Bible as some form of, okay, Absolutely. so we dropped. So again, what happened during quarantine where people have all of a sudden stopped believing that the Bible is. Well, that's the question we have to ask is what. The took, authority. Yeah. Why, why when you gained more time physically to do things yeah, that's in, in your home life, weird. did the it, it go down? And yeah. like I, me and you could both approach this and go, of course it went down. Think about the shape that we're in. Yeah. But at the same token, I know for me, it was a time that I was like, Lord, um, let me kind of reshape some things. Yeah. And that's the difference in maturity of faith as well, or even of faith, right? Like, yeah, how yeah, many? Very much. Yeah, that, that's another question. Do you even have faith? But this is the scarier report right here. This is a nasty looking chart. Um, let me show the people this so you can just see the, the, the wiggles and lines, right? If you can even see that, probably not, but. The lines are, there is no like, whoo, or a whoo. It's just whoo, 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 whoo. And it's, <laughs> it's disturbing. Now, the big red line, because red means not good, apparently. Um, the big red line says this, the trends in Bible use in America. Um, and overall about, where, where is it? Let me pull it up. This study supports the idea that the church plays a significant role in benefiting people's well-being and scripture engagement. And then it goes on that the trends in Bible use in millions is like this, that at now in 2020, this means they never touched the Bible that year. Whoa. So it, it, this is meaning you haven't touched it for a full year when they took the statistic. So um, we have blue is daily, once a month, less often, several times a week, three to four times a year, once a week. Once or twice a year, and then you have never that year. So, so clarify, is this a poll of people who say they're Christian? Yes, this is an evangelical so is, poll. Yeah, so this this isn't like this even isn't just general population. No, this is an evangelical poll. Uh, yeah, I think so. It doesn't really. Well, if it's the Barnum trends and Bible use is all it says, and it's from the Barnard Group and the American Bible Society (ABS), and so it's got to be. I'm, I believe it. Let's see. Overall. Americans, okay, more than third of Americans. I think it might just be Americans. General population. I think it's general population. Okay. Oh so let's word. go with saying it's general population. Let's yeah, do that. Okay. So all you people that think the America is the the land of God, hello, newsflash, yeah, wake yeah. up. Here we go. You ready? The, in 2020, uh, hey, let's talk about 2019. Mm. For the percentage of those that said they never read in the year 2019, 89.4% of Americans. Yeah. That means most church members never read on their own in, in, in 2019. This is like meaning touching your Bible and reading it, not church reading, right? Self-reading. Yeah. Okay, now in 2020, 86.8%, and that's to this point when they took this poll, 
Um, 86.8% said they have never touched the Bible. Now, let's go back to 2011. All right, 9 11. Mm-hmm. Okay, so something tragic in 2011. And the percentage was 63.9% of Americans read their Bible. No, excuse me, 63.9% had never, which means there was a 40% differential, a 47 or so, 46% that did touch. So does that make sense? Yeah. I'm trying to explain it the best I can, people. You should check this article out if you're confused. But here's the percentage of daily readers, daily Bible studiers in the year of 23. Now, I'm not even going to say studiers. There's a difference in study and reading. reading. We talked about that in Ecclesia. Daily readers. In 2020, only 23% of Americans yeah. read daily yeah. the Bible. And it, you see this kind of change. It, it The highest it ever got was in 2017, and that was 40.9%. I'll be honest with you. That that, that statistic, numbers. the 23% is high to me of daily It's higher readers. than I thought it would Yeah, been. that's higher than I thought it was going to be. I mean, it, it is much higher than I thought, but it's still an issue. Oh, yeah. Um, no, no doubt. And then we've got all these. Well, I do it once a year, three, four times a year. It's just everywhere under it. Um, but the biggest one, which is scary, is the fact that there's 86.8% of Americans have never touched a Bible Yeah. to this year. Gen, because it's a gen pop study, I, that doesn't really surprise me. Sure. And it shouldn't really surprise, you know, American Christians. Right. It's just... It's, it's very scary that we are steadily moving towards... <laughs> Right, and then you've 100%. got you've got this statistic: a pandemic change in scripture engagement by gender, so male and female uh, engagement. You have yeah. Bible disengaged that it grew three point five percent in the disengaged during the pandemic. Bible centered and Bible engaged declined drastically in both. Um, but you see a significant change in either way with the women. Okay, so, so who which, is who is the most which means the women are the most dominant in reading. Okay, that was my question. Yeah, and so I answered it? Yes. Okay, yeah, that means the women are the most dominant in their studying and reading is what this poll shows. I would love to see that poll done of how many churchgoers well, from, and do the poll of from active once a month to active weekly. Yeah, we just, we just learned yesterday, Ooh. Malone shot us a statistic of people who consider themselves regular church attendees now only go twice a month yeah and that doesn't mean sunday so no if you go one sunday and one wednesday that's twice a month twice a month and that's somebody that who is considers sad. themselves so that i mean that plays into the the poll right uh, oh 100 but what's amazing to me this thought okay so in 2011 when 9-11 happened you saw an influx of people going to church looking right. for hope Right. When COVID happens, even though churches did close, right? Let's and we can take that in consideration. But it, when COVID happened and everything is going on, you don't see an influx of people looking for God. Yeah, like I they agree. were in 2011. If if you would say they're looking for God and hope is running to the church, right? Well, what can be done? Yeah, that and that's a question worth chewing on. Yeah. You know, um, you know for. For my kids, how do I gauge if they're active in the student group? Right. I don't I don't think you're engaged unless you are attending weekly service, weekly, 
and you're weekly plugged into one of our Bible studies. So I consider an active student in the youth group coming to a weekly service, and that would be either Sunday morning, Sunday night, or Wednesday night. Those are the weekly services. And then Bible study is ecclesia or small group when we get those started back up. We're, we're, and it depends on how we change Sunday school if Sunday school is considered small group. But for now, active attendance is you're coming to a Wednesday or Sunday night, right? and you're plugged into Sunday school or ecclesia because those are right. Bible studies. Yeah. And if you only come to one of those, then I don't consider you an active student. Mm. Um, and because w- when we study, uh, and this goes on to another topic we'll save for another day, but because we're talking about it, you know, community is not, oh, I go to church once a month. You, you'll never grow from a community in that sense. But back to the Bible reading yeah. discussion. Um, so why are we talking about this? Why did I bring these statistics? Because Malone's message Sunday hit me. It convicted me. Now, this is not to puff my head or puff your head, but I would consider us pretty active readers in the Word, right? Yeah. I, I have I, first of all, I do have to read to study so that I can teach, um, but there must be a quiet time as well. Yeah. But I I strive to be in the Word every morning before I walk out the door. Now, this morning, for example, I had an early meeting at seven in the morning. I had to leave my house at six thirty. So when we're done with this, I'm actually going to do my quiet time. Right. right, But I pursue my quiet time every day. It is on the front of my mind of I've got to have it. Mm-hmm. So I consider that active studying in the word. Yeah, And that's not the puff of my head. But e- even with Malone's word of how we treat the word of God is how we treat the God of the word from Wearsby, that convicted me. And I consider myself an active reader. Yeah. So how much more that should convict the one that's never touched it or hasn't touched it at all in weeks or months and years. Yeah. Right. Um. By the you will never grow spiritually if you're not in the Word of God. Yeah, I completely agree with right? that. Right, the Lord has given us His Word so that we may know Him, enjoy Him, and love Him forever. Yeah. Um, but as Malone said, this I heard this growing up. I think it's from Pastor Larry, but that it is also a love letter to us from the Lord, so we may know Him. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you expect? And this is a question I ask the students because I have students like, man, I'm hungry for God. What well, are you reading? Oh no, man. Well, then you're not hungry. Like, yeah. how do you ever expect to grow if you're not in the Word? Yeah, you will never. Well, I'll I'll, I'll give myself as a for instance. I I used to have trouble uh, in my mind. It was all mental. Mm-hmm. I, I'll admit that um, sitting down and reading mm-hmm. because. In my brain, it was like, well, uh, it's really hard to get into it. That kind of mentality. It's really hard to sit down and read some of this stuff, you know. But I can assure you with 100% confidence now, the more you read it, the more interested you will be in it. 100%. And the more you will find from it, like the more the Lord will reveal like threw it to you things yeah it, it just becomes something that you you want to do i think the more you're in it the more you love it that absolutely it's, it's just like anything else the more i played guitar the more i committed to playing it the more i fell in love with it yeah it, it, it's a byproduct and when it when it gets that way when there are times when i don't read it, it what do you do what do you do totally screws up my day yeah, and, and then also something I told the kids that is if you're like, man, I, I know I'm a believer, but I just don't have a desire to study the word. There, I think there's two ways you go about that. If you truly don't have a desire for anything of God, then you need to check your check heart. Check your heart. 
But number two, if you're just like, no, I love the Lord. I know the Lord, but I'm just struggling to get in the word. Then you get on your knees and you say, God, give me a hunger for it. Correct. And I believe he answers that I, prayer. Hunt, I and, had to do that. That's that's exactly what I did. Yeah. And um, I it was almost like um, he, he put it into my brain that I had to get in it. Just yeah. Get in it. And once I got in it, it was like, man, mm. you're just showing me stuff. Because sometimes just, you just got to grind. You do. You sometimes don't. That, and that's what I want to tell people. Like, oh. don't don't think that when you first start, you'll be like, man, this is so easy. I'm going to read like no. five chapters a day and it's going to be lovely. And <laughs> yeah, no, like, it's a it's a discipline. It is a discipline. A hundred percent. It's but how do you grow? How do things become beautiful mm-hmm. through the fire and grinding right. of it? How does uh, iron sharpen through right. grinding? So if right. I'm going to grow anywhere from it, I've got to get in and grind yeah. it out. Let me give you an example. So I I haven't got to do my quiet time this morning yet because my meeting I'm going to when we finish up. Um, but yesterday, woke up. I'm in Matthew right now. And then I also read a psalm every morning. And I'm walking through Matthew. I love Matthew. Do you love Matthew? Uh, dude, I just, I, I was telling Jesse this morning when Jesse Holmes met with him this morning and meet with him every Tuesday. And I was telling him, I said, the Lord has just convicted me because I've neglected the study of him, mm. of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, I love study theology and I've neglected studying Jesus's life because mm-hmm. there's principles that I need from that. Um, but I finished up Matthew. I started Matthew five yesterday. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, right? It's beautiful stuff. Um, and I love, I read the Beatitudes um, and then salt and light. And then Christ came to fulfill the law yesterday um, and, and talking about Jesus has fulfilled every uh, prophecy and all, but a few days ago when I read, um, Jesus calls the first disciples and then also John the Baptist, or I was convicted and just amazed at what I was reading of John the Baptist, uh, talking about this repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand for this is he who has spoken of by the prophet Isaiah. When he said the voice of the one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And he goes on to baptizing Jesus. And just when you read that, maybe the first time you read it, like, oh, that's pretty cool. John the Baptist baptized Jesus. And then for me, I go, oh, my gosh, this is Jesus coming on the scene. This is the man. You fall more and more in love with reading and studying. And then you get that Jesus calls the first disciples in chapter 4. And it says, while he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon and Andrew, his brothers, casting a net. Immediately, or excuse me, jumped. And he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And what do they do? What do they do? Simon and Andrew. They drop everything and follow Jesus. Right now, the first time you read that, you might not be convicted in a huge way, like like maybe the second time you read it. Are we going over? No, you're fine. Okay. Uh, but then the second time you read it, and you're convicted and you go, wow. They dropped everything and followed Jesus. The first time, it's just like, oh, man, that's awesome. We need to follow Jesus. We do. And then the more and more I read that passage, I go, oh, my gosh. Why can't I let go of everything for this man? Mm. Um, and, and then, for example, one more, it, just in case we should need another, right? Um, I listen to Pray the Word every morning from David Platt. That's a podcast. It's five minutes Highly recommend it. It's a great way to start your morning. It's only five minutes every morning. And he prays a passage of scripture. And yesterday's was, I am the good shepherd. Talking about Jesus. 
Ooh, this is this goes in with gentle and lowly. Um, and the series I'm teaching. And he talks about John the passage in John that says, My sheep hear my voice and they come. Or, or pretty much I call. Uh, this is paraphrasing, but they hear me when I call. Mm-hmm. The first time you hear that, that's awesome. The more and more you hear that, the more and more you're broken of I'm a sheep of the Lord and he is my shepherd. Yeah. And when he calls my name, I'm going. You fall in love with the word of God. Passages that I used to just blow over and read and didn't understand now make me weep. Uh, you fall in love with it. And, and why did I want to talk about reading your Bible today? Because uh, I think in our church, not West Stakers, but just a church as a whole, we want to see revival break out. We want to see, we want to see growth. We want to see just boom. You know, we want to see God do work. But why would he do work with us if we're not putting any time in with him. to him? Yeah. That's my that that's, that's always question. my question to myself is God, why would you use me if I'm not gonna even put time into you? Yeah. That's a good because I'd be honest with you, I would love to be uh, I mean, pe- people that I look up to, I would love to be like one day. Matt Chandler, right? Uh Robbie Zacharias. Um, the big ones that I look up to are Stephen Lawson, Matt Chandler, R.C. Sproul, Al Moeller. Like, I would love to be like those guys. I, I would love to be like Charles Spurgeon, any of them. I would love to. But Malone talked about it. How can you say that you want to be like those guys and not put any time behind That's any right. of it? That's right. And I was convicted by that. And I was like, Lord, you are, oh my gosh. Yeah. Go, uh, Malone, go ahead, brother. You just daggered me. Because I, even though that I have a heart cry to get into it every day, I don't think it's enough. And I, uh, Martin Luther, it was, I think it was Martin Luther. I don't want to misquote, but I think it was Martin Luther that said um, that the word of God, we should be so hungry for it that it is hard for us to leave it when we're done mm-hmm. reading. Yeah. Wow. So we'll, we'll do some, do some takeaways then, right? All right. Yeah. So how can someone who's listening, who's, who's having trouble or hasn't really started, or even even those who do, uh, how can they get into a good rhythm rhythm of reading the Bible? Yeah, from the student to the adult. Correct. Right. Um, I think the first thing is what we talked about earlier. We start here. If you know that you know the Lord, you are a believer, you love the Lord, but you're just struggling to get that discipline, I think you pray first for it. Pray that God would give you that hunger, Mm -hmm. right? Um, something practical because it's just culture. All right. It shouldn't be this way, but it is, um, a takeaway from Jesse Holmes for you. Uh, Jesse Holmes is a big scheduler guy. I'm not saying schedule your Bible reading. That's not what I'm saying. That's sad. If you have to do that, that you're so busy, you're like, I have to have only 15 minutes at this point. No, mm. but I'm saying, look at your daily schedule, yeah. right. And go, Lord, I need you to wake me up earlier. I, I, I'm one of those guys that I pray, I pray those kind of things like, Lord, wake me up so I can get it. But look at your daily pattern of life and, and, and find in that. And I think the best time to read the Bible is in the morning yeah. before you do anything else. You need, I, I'm not a nighttime guy. I don't want to end my day. Like if I've had a bad day, if I had a bad day, it's good to end with the word of God, but I don't want to walk out my door without having been with the Lord. 
But I think the first thing is that you look at your schedule and go, no, I'm going to set aside my morning first before I do anything else. If it requires you to get 30 minutes up early, 4.30 in the morning, 3 in the morning, 5 in the morning, do it. Do it. But um, I think, number one, you pray for a hunger. Number two, you practically go, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Yes. And you make it a discipline. Perry Davis, shout out to my brother, my mentor, my one of my best friends in this world. Um, he always says this, and I've cling to it. It takes 90 days to set a pattern, mm. 90 days for a routine, because he always yells at me about flossing. <laughs> Jesse, you need to floss, by the way. He tells know, me to he tell you all the time. Me that. And he said, do it for 90 days, and you'll be flossing for the rest of your life. Take that into the scriptures, though. Read consecutively. Your brain is wired. Yeah. After 90 days, psychologically, they say that it's a routine. Yeah. That's why people get addicted to things. Oh, yeah. Three months. But I, I, I fully believe if you commit to, okay, for three months, I'm going to do it this way that it'll just be like this. I think even it could be sooner. It could be even later. But number one, pray for the hunger. Number two, practically set aside that time every day, right? Not scheduling it, but setting, setting it aside, aside, right? Because for me, the way I get up in the morning just to practically give you an concept of what works for me is I have to get up early and then I have to go do something to wake me up before I get into it. Right. I can't just sit down the minute I get out of the bed or I'll fall back asleep. So I go make my coffee so it wakes me up and then I'm ready to hear from the Lord because I'm awake and I'm alert. So find what works for you there. But one, pray. Number two, practically set aside that time. And then number three, I think you just have to go, okay, I will not let anything get in the way. So then it's creating barriers. So one, pray. Number two, practically set a time. And number three, create those barriers to where nothing will keep you from doing it. Yeah. Uh, and there's all kinds of different takeaways. I could go on and on and on. I don't think uh, the the U version Bible plan works for everyone. I don't think the James Barnes Bible plan works for everyone, right? I think the Lord has different ways that he can, his servants can get to be with him in the word. Right. Different things work. For you, it's coming here early, right? Yes. For me, I can't do it once I'm here, right? Because people bother me. I have to do it at home before I leave. Uh, I know for some students it works at night because they have school. And if that works, praise God, it doesn't for me. But I'm just one of those kind of people, I've got to be in the Word in the morning. Um, but why is it so important for, why, why is this a burden of our heart? Because how will we ever expect to do work for the Lord if we don't know Him? Mm. And He has given this to us so that we know Him. Um, you know, and I find that if I'm not in the word life, that day is going to just straight out stink. Yeah, I completely agree. And, it throws me off. And I'm thankful that it does because it shows my need for it. It is the yes. conviction of the spirit. So praise be to God for that. But I just want to encourage you that if you haven't been in the word, we're not beating you up. Go do it. Yeah. Go, right now. Stop everything right now. If you're in your office at work, when you listen to this, stop. If you're driving, don't cause a wreck. <laughs> play audible bible hear it if you're an audio learner or audio learn or there you go struggled there for a minute but do it get into the word you need it we need it we must hunger for it um you need to hunger and pant for the word like a deer pants for water and you need to be that thirsty you need it um so uh, let, hey, let's end out on a little clip of a song. Why don't we? Something for you. Here's a little takeaway uh, for you. This is I Will Wait For You, Psalm 130. And we're just going to end out on this. This is a great prayer for you to pray. Enjoy. Enjoy.